What's going on, guys? It's Yahavi David, St. Clair Speaks, and you are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks show. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need in a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. All right, let's go. Troy, I don't know if you ever saw my introduction, but it goes a little something like this. Are you ready? Awesome. All right. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David. St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the St. Clair Speaks Show podcast. I'm your host, Yahavi St. Clair. Now, guys, I am sitting here with a very special guest. Troy, for some reason, you're throwing me off my, <laughs> my introduction. Um, you do I need to turn my video off? <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, please, please turn your video off for just one like, quite second. Um, this is great. <laughs> Guys, I am sitting here, and this is how this episode's going to go. It's, it is all laughs, it's all smiles. I'm sitting here with a special guest, uh, Troy Tattlemere, um, CEO and founder of Magma Chem Research Institute, podcast host of PBE Podcast. Now, today, we're going to dive a lot more into what got Troy on this path today, um, his background in geoscience, and what are some concerns that we need to look out for? Uh, with that being said, uh, Troy, please, the floor is yours. Please give our audience, Troy, I feel like I know, and I feel like I know you, man. Give our <laughs> audience a, please, uh, a three to five minute introduction on who you are. Man, I appreciate it. Uh, it's uh, it's Troy Tittlemeyer. Tittlemeyer. So, Tittlemeyer. Thank you for correcting <laughs> me. But you know, my name is, you know, my name is Yahavi, and I had people call me Jahani, Yahani. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's I read it and I'm like, man, I got I'm gonna have to hit him up or at least let him talk a little bit. <laughs> Yahavi. <laughs> I got yo, it. Yo, I was looking at your last name. I'm like, yo, if I mess this up, man, if I this up, <laughs> yeah. I, I would have to come back and edit it. But yeah, please uh yo, give us um a, a nice warm introduction. Tell us a little bit more about what you do. Man, uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to speak on, on the show, and, and I'm a fan of yours, man, and the enthusiasm you bring, so I think there's some synergy here for sure. Uh, I'll start with what I'm doing now, and then I'll kind of bring it back and, and, and rock it back to the beginning of what got me there. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm CEO of a Magma Kim Research Institute, which in my opinion is leading the charge in an earth science revolution that we're living through. Everything we thought about how the process of this planet works in literature and textbooks and what you can Google is not technically correct. There's a lot of problems with our understanding and integrating these things. You got one process and everybody's got PhDs in it and they say that's how it works. And you have another process with a whole other set of PhDs and it can't integrate. Isn't that strange? Isn't that an, that's an anomaly. And I'm interested in anomalies, man. It's what inspires me to keep going. I, I challenge my curiosity. I'd like to say I, I have a good work ethic that allows me to take that, you know, that intellectual limit and, and keep pushing it. Uh, and, and so rocking it back, I grew up racing dirt bikes, man. I'm not a scientist. I'm, I'm not, 
nothing besides just somebody that was trying to figure it out, man. I enjoyed life. Class was cool, but the recess and lunch was why I was there. You know what I mean? It wasn't, a, it's just how I was raised. My mom and my dad, it was, I grew up watching people work nine to five, if not more. And, you know, we had the weekends to be together. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't anything else. It was, you grow up and you put your time in and, and you can retire if you do that. Uh, and so that's what I thought I was going to do. And, and then through a sequence of events and, and nearly losing my life on a dirt bike, uh, it, it kind of rerouted the way that I thought. And I had this energy and this ability to speak, right, and the ability to, to make connections and, and to have real relationships and not, you know, bullshit anything. And, uh, and so I had this ability to make those connections. And then I had this energy of what am I going to do with my time and attention? I don't want to work my body physically to the bone. I want to work my brain as hard as I can and hopefully make some financial legacy for my children's and my, and my children's children. So what, what, what am I going to do? Geology, man, I cross paths with it. I get an opportunity to, to sit with a geologist out in Bakersfield, California. It's where I'm from. And I said, I could do this for the rest of my life, man. And, and the, the first geologist that ever told me and ever talked to me ever, he said, well, first, let me back it up. My question to a biology professor in undergrad after my accident, and all this stuff happened. It was a subject about an oil spill, famous oil spill that destroyed oil economics in California because it hit the shores and everyone was pissed off about all this oil that came from what they assumed was the offshore rig and oil and gas people, you know, messing things up. Well, the oil hits the shore and it covers everything and it's killing the birds and it's doing its thing. Well, biologists went out there and they, they have this fungi that feeds on hydrocarbon and it cleaned the rocks and it cleaned the shores. And it was this fascinating biology subject. But I said, wait a minute, where's the oil coming from? And she's like the pipelines, the oil company, the kids in the class are like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, no, no. Where does it come from? Like, where does oil and gas come from? And she's like, you got to talk to my husband. He's a PhD professor. So that's the first geologist I ever met. And in that discussion, who ultimately got me the uh, the job, inter not the job interview, but the, uh, the, the, the time to sit with a geologist and understand what geologists do, he said, pay attention to the oil generation story. Pay attention to how geologists think oil and gas is made on planet Earth. Why did he tell me that, man? Because it's like 15 years later, and now I'm leading the charge. I'm, 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 I'm the CEO of Mamkin Research Institute, who has a completely fundamentally different way of explaining how oil and gas is made. Literature thinks it's made because the biosphere dies, and then a bunch of heat and pressure and oil gets made from dead biosphere, from dinosaurs dying, from algae dying, living and dying. That's how the, energy, that's how the oil generation model traditionally is taught. It's fundamentally flawed, and there's all kinds of arguments, obviously, because people have made their careers on knowing that model to the ins and outs and using it as a, as, as a tool to make money, but it's wrong. It's technically wrong, and it's good. It's good to be wrong. It's good to argue. It's good to be excited about these arguments and these intellectual leaps that we can take as an industry and as a world across all borders in every language geology is going through a revolution the discoveries are going to be amazing and it's going to have a, an impact on everything we understand wow Oof, man. <laughs> introduction. so i kind of want to i want to kind of jump back um you you mentioned a near-death experience you know with oh, dirt man. bike can you can, can you tell us a little bit more about that experience and the shift that went on in your mind after that, that, that sparked this level of inspiration for you. Wow. Uh, this Jersey that's hanging on the wall, that's my dirt bike Jersey that was cut off me that day. 
and it's hard to talk about. Uh, I got kids now. I, I have this, you know, this life after uh, experiencing that kind of a trauma is is interesting, man. You got a new level of uh, I don't know of, of feeling the moment. You know what I mean? And and allowing those emotions to to come through, and and it hopes to speak clearly about that and what came from it. Obviously, at the end of the day, it was it was my assumption of risk that I took on the dirt bike that got me into the trouble. And I have to live with that for the rest of my life. It was a lawsuit, it was, a, it was carnage, and at the end of the day, it, it was my fault. And, and that's something I gotta live with. Uh, I survived it for whatever reason, I was allowed to survive this event. And I was allowed to see these eyes again of my mom and my dad and, and my family and friends. And I was able to kinda have this appreciation of uh of what i can do with my time and attention today that's going to create something that's positive for the people in my life and so for some reason it wasn't about me anymore it was about like the relationships that i have and watching people around me uh feel love and and feel excitement and be enthusiastic about what they are doing uh and that's 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 basically what changed the biggest thing that changed was was it's all about everybody around me uh, and, and I'm excited to be a reflection of them and, and, you know, and, and do what I do and, and inspire. That's, that's about it, man. What do you, would you say, and I don't want to say, you know, they always say everything happens for a reason because, you know, when you mentioned it the first time, then you went right into the, 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 the story. Did that spark, did it, as you said, it gave you like a new set of eyes in, in what you do now. Yeah, man. No, for sure. It's uh, this uh, this appreciation of life, man, and how fragile it is. Uh, that's it. I just took that energy. I took the the energy that's given to me. It's God given grace, His love, and His romance to our life. Right? right. He, he gives us this to do whatever we want with. And so this energy that is guaranteed to come tomorrow, and it's the energy that we're speaking on right now, talking to each other. It's not what just happened in the second ago. It's not with a second to come. It's this moment. It's this energy. What are you doing with that? How are you delivering that? How are you putting that into focus and time to make something that is much better? sustainable future and, and all this impact that you can make as an individual. And then I find myself in, in oil and gas and this science revolution. And just, it's incredible when opportunity and, and motivation are in alignment. And, and now you have a whole community of young geoscientists and old geoscientists and kids, and they're all seeing this void that we have in front of us that allows this moment to keep going, this energy to keep going. And it's opportunity and motivation, man. People are just filling this void and here we go. Let's go. Right. It, it, it's, it's an incredible feeling. So tell us a little bit more about energy. Um, tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, the energy, the energy industry, to, you know, to begin with. Um, I wanna know a little bit more about uh, Magma Chem Research and what are some concerns that we need to look for now more than ever in that field with the pandemic and, you know, everyone being everywhere mentally. Um, I, I think that's one of the things that, oh, wait, wait, hold on. This is important too. Let's pay attention. Let's tap into what are some things that you're seeing now that you've recently experienced maybe with the last year or maybe a couple of years that people should, hey, like don't turn a blind eye to. Man, I mean, what a great question. So I, I, I spent six years of savings and I'm proud of what I've accomplished and what we created with this nonprofit. And I work with a 73-year-old incredible man that put all this together. He's he's just a really, really special, incredibly bright 
historian and and just a man of of just facts and uh, and just reality. He he's not anything else. He is what he is, and he he rub you the wrong way, he rub you the right way. And me and him hit it off, man. And and so I've been inspired through the development for me. You know, taking the risk that I took and saying, hold on, everybody I know in this industry, and I built a good reputation in the industry for five, almost six years in the oil and gas industry, giving presentations, being part of the AAPG, being involved in the community. Uh, and and I, I turn around, I come back like kamikaze with whole new ideas, whole new way to think about what the same data, it's just a whole new way of thinking about it. And when you do that, it's incredibly specific and it's incredibly predictable. So I, I took the risk thinking that this was what it was. It ends up being exactly what it is. And it's incredibly predictable. It's incredibly accurate. And the, the data is endless. The rabbit holes you can go into to, to chase your own curiosity. And that's what the nonprofit's all about. It allows us to have structure in our lives when it feels like there is nothing of structure around us. There's there's all this area. There's no bound, physical bounds for us to, to do something with and to build from. So if you have just no structural control in your life, how the heck are you going and spending your time the most efficient, the most accurate and, and building something that is of, of substance and that is of value? Well, the physical world has all the structure we need, man. The physical world has all the structure we need. The universe works in a very specific way, very repeatable way. And if you understand those physics and you understand the structure that the physical world, the external forces of what we are as an individual, you understand that structure. Now you got something to work with. Now you can hop onto that ledge and leverage it to another one because you know it's there and you know that le you know you understand the physical world. You understand these things in your life. So we and it's intellectual and physical. So uh, that's that's it, man. The research institute is 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 bounded by these physical laws that can't be disrupted. That you can make predictions anywhere in the universe on other planets and asteroids on our planet. It works. It's it's the fundamentals. That's our foundation. And now let's, you know, with motivation and opportunity with new things, there's all kinds of discoveries to be made, man. So, you know, I'm reading, yeah, I'm, li I'm listening to you and, you know, it, it's spot on. And I'm going to read this summary. And of course, this is yours that I want you to kind of just follow through and just tell me what that means. Tell our audience what that means. Uh, the future looks nothing like the past. We're here to keep up with growth from natural resource uh, exploration, and you have to forgive me, I don't got glasses, and exploitation to the, economic, to the economic implications, the future is bright for the ones listening to the story. So why is this story so important? Man, <laughs> I, if we had the budget of Netflix, man, to capture what the individuals who really built this and have been around for the 73 years of Magma Kim and doing this science, what they have faced, what they have gone through, their perseverance as individuals, their development as single individuals, you will not believe. And it, I think you actually will, because how else could it be? There's two guys that are the same age. One was born on Christmas. One was born in Wisconsin in a snow blurry. <laughs> and, and they both were charged by people in their lives that hid gems and minerals for them. So these are the two geologists that really built what Magma Chem is over their lifetime. It's an incredible story in itself. They are polar opposites, dude. 
Democratic, Republican, <laughs> just religious, non-religious, everything you can think of, everything you can think of logically and ev- uh, to, the, to the nth degree of an argument in any subject, they're the opposites. But for some reason, geology, they were able to come together and create something so special, something that will live for way longer than the rest of us. It's just, inc- it, it, that story is incredible. So I was inspired by these guys when I crossed paths with them and I started reading their research and I started talking to them on the phone. I was building a relationship with these guys because they thought differently and I was looking for something different. I was told to do that. I mean, that's what my inspiration was. And, uh, and through that, I started realizing that there is a whole new way to think about the res- natural resources we have on this planet. And I think we can get way better than what we were. So we drill a thousand wells to make one big discovery. We, w- the future will be drilling two wells to make that same discovery. That's what I'm talking about with the future will look nothing like the past. We will not make the mistakes that we made in the past. We have a structure. We have something that allows us to be a lot more predictable with our time and attention to make something of value. Yo, it's crazy. I could go so many different points with with, with what you just said, but I definitely want I ha- I have to stay on course. But there's so many different ways I could go. You know what I'm you know what I'm talking about, Nap. And there's the second you mentioned you said Netflix and I instantly got, I have something I want to send to you offline. There's a link I, I want you to check out and it'll be very beneficial to you. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, you know, hearing a little bit more of, about, you know, the, en- the energy industry, you know, I live, you know, say upstate New York. So there's, okay. they just built, they just built some type of power plant near me, like a couple months, like I would say maybe like two miles down the road, but wow. pretty much just right here. So I'm at the point where we're getting ready to move. Business for me is picking up. There's a lot of other things that I'm doing. So I'm getting ready to get out of here. So another thing that I'm looking at is, you know, of course, you know, air, right? You know, what they're putting into the air, you know, the solution, all the pollution, all wow. this other stuff and uh, finding ways to live a healthier lifestyle, not just, you know, what I put into my body, but my surroundings as well. You know, mm-hmm. when we talk about energy, um, there's that, you know, you mentioned synergy. So there's that with people as well. I yeah. believe, you know, my last podcast guest, Susan Gotti, she was, she said, I believe that the universe has my back. Same here. Right. If you're in front of me, there's 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 always a message. I don't ever I don't meet random people just to just meet random people. Someone comes with a message. Right. Hey, I have. Hey, I want you to check out this. Check out this. There's so much people I could sit and talk to. But if something's in the back of my head saying, hey, Yahavi, give this to this person or talk about this, that and the third then we connect, we build, and, you know, we find that value. So I'm really big on protecting my energy and, 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 and putting that into, um, you know, just what we do. But I, I kind of want to switch gears and, and ask like, hey, like what made you go the podcast route? For me, I found value in having a community because there's times where, you know, I've had my months where I felt insecure, right? When, you know, depression was high, but, I, you know, I did one podcast interview. I met someone brand, brand new that just opened a brand new door within my Mm. mind. So I found inspiration through podcasting. So what kind of sparked that path for you to become a podcast host? The relationships I was building, to be honest, man, I was I was meeting these people that done great, amazing things. They're contributors to the city. They they just blow me away. They're they're the resources. They're mentors, 
And so I was, I was having conversations with them and loving the ideas and loving the excitement and, and how the conversation would go. And then I started asking people, would you be willing to, to basically do what we just did, but on a podcast? And they're like, what's a podcast? You know, like it was still kind of in that moment or in that time. Uh, and so we just did it, man. My co-host and, and great friend, we did undergrad together and, and he came and worked for the company I was working for, did his graduate degree at the same school. I mean, a lot of, a lot of energy between us. And he walks in the office at work one day and he goes, dude, we, I think we got to do this podcast. <laughs> I'm like, that's all I needed to hear. I literally called LegalZoom, filed for the LLC and start working on this business of, of podcasting because we, and, and we had these amazing friends and colleagues of ours that are way high level in the industry. And our focus was, we know as geoscientists and engineers, we know the model is incorrect. We admit the model is wrong, but we, what we like to say is all models are wrong. Some are useful, right? All modeling is wrong, some are useful. A model is an approximation of reality. That's a simple what a model is, approximation of reality. <clears throat> Our model was wrong. It wasn't just a little wrong, it was a lot wrong. And I'm like, we gotta talk about this, man. We gotta think of new ideas. We gotta be an inspiration to the industry to bring innovation and make a difference in this industry. I'm, I'm paying my bills and, and putting the food, over, uh, food on the table, roof over my kids' heads. Like, this is important to me, man, and it's important to everybody I know. So that was kind of the synopsis of the show. Building a community, I honestly didn't know how that was gonna go, man. I never did social media growing up, I just did didn't until I created this podcast and I was like, okay, that's obviously a tool to deliver what we're doing and to start this community. And now all of a sudden I'm going to these events and people are like, you're the PBE guy, man. What's up? Like I want, I listened to your show. I never met this guy, nothing, you know? And, and, and that was enlightening to me. Like, all right, we're actually, you know, we're actually doing something here, man. And, and, and we keep getting those, you know, that, that confidence and, uh, and at the end of the day, it's uh, it's to develop a relationship, man. That's that's what our focus is. So I want to ask you this. Uh, this is great because when I was in school, this is weird. Um, what it was it? There was chemistry. There was earth science. School is so different now. I graduated high school in 2010, almost 10 years ago. Okay, it's cr crazy. Um, so I know the way they do math now in school, you know, grade school is yeah. completely different. Science is completely different. Um, in New York, you know, they have the whole regents. So to pass your regents, I believe in 2009, it was like you needed a 55. Then you needed about a 65. But earth science was good. Um, chemistry, that was a whole different animal, right? So how are you educating the upcoming generations to come that want to follow the same path how do you how do you, how are you guys going about that and spreading that educating that that education and creating the community yeah so generations? unfortunately with covid we got stopped in our tracks but there's a local school district here very excited about science it's one of the best in the local area around tucson and they were willing to engage with us and we can do fifth teach fifth grade science for a day and so we can go into fifth grade classes. My wife, uh, she's a geologist as well. She would be leading the charge and working with the teachers and, and getting in front of kids, which I've done for several years. The idea came from my industry, my experience in the oil and gas industry. We were allowed to go teach ge geosciences for geoscience for fifth graders for a day. And we got paid for it. They, they, didn't, they said, you don't, you don't have to take PTO, just go do that. That's awesome. So I started running that program eventually before I left Texas to, to Arizona. So I immediately 
immediately wanted to implement that. I immediately implemented a program with the Veterans Affair and in, in town, and uh, and it's a new way to think about rocks. It's a new way that when you're out on a hike, you you can look at these outcrops, and if you know what you're kind of doing, you got basic fundamentals. You can get up into that outcrop and start figuring out how this rock was put together. Start figuring out the story of the planet. The story of planet Earth is written in its own language. It's not mathematics, chemistry, physics, biology. It's business. It's everything combined in the story of a rock. So if you if you learn the language of the planet, in, in a sense, you're learning the language of the universe. And in a sense, you're learning the language of how it was created. And if you want to build that relationship with a creator, that's the most logical way to do this. So it's fascinating to apply the fundamentals of chemistry and biology and physics, the fundamental stuff that we know, to rocks. And now all of a sudden, this rock that's got all these crazy layers and it tastes funny, <laughs> you can start making sense of this thing. And, uh, and so, uh, anyway, we, what we do at the research Institute now that COVID is here and we can't go into classrooms and we, we lost our ability to, to do with the veterans and all that stuff. Um, we do webinars. So our first webinar was this year. It took, it, it was incredibly technical. It, it, it's just full of references over 500 pages of data and information over 14 hours of webinar footage of a very, very technical scientist and me. I'm not the very technical technical scientist. It's the old man. He sits across from me. He starts telling us what the planet is saying, what the data is saying, not what, what our preconceived ideas are saying, which is the biggest problem in geology. Everybody had an idea going into the data and they were telling the data what it was supposed to be instead of the other way around. Stan had a philosophy degree. He was listening to what the data was saying. And then after 50 years of doing that, he actually built a model completely different than everybody else. And it's more predictable. It's, it's, it's proven. So he said, hey, if you want to come here for a nonprofit and tell the world what this is, I'm willing to, to support you in that. And I go, man, that's, that's all I needed to know. If people can reevaluate the fundamentals in the physical world and have these tools to make a difference in geoscience, it's going to just create this incredible ripple effect into all other industries. And it's already happening. We're already making major effects and major ripples in the industry. You know, it's, you know, as you're, as I'm listening to you say this and, you know, you mentioned, you know, you get into the school district, you know, you're in front of these kids. It's just crazy to think how, I don't want to say how spoiled kids are now with all these resources that they could pretty much just YouTube this stuff. They could learn. We didn't have, we, we had to read everything in a book. You, you could watch this in videos. You could attend workshops. As you mentioned, there's webinars, right? So there's so many different ways to get your message out there, to get your business out there and be resourceful and create that community. Um, how are you finding people? Because, you know, of course, you know, with me, it's a lot of LinkedIn. But how are you finding people in your niche, in your, in your market, in your industry to connect with and collaborate with and pretty, push, pretty much move that agenda forward in terms of just getting that overall message out there like, hey, this is important. This is what's going on right now. This is what we have. We're a nonprofit organization. You know, this is the proof. Right. Um, you know, my last guest was talking about this. He was like, people want to see the proof. You have all the proof. Right. Data doesn't lie. Science doesn't lie. People lie, but science doesn't lie. Right. Numbers aren't going to lie. Yeah. 
so you have all that. So how are you finding the right people for you to connect with in, in these times? Man, you know what? I, I don't know what my methodology is. And I'm telling you right now, I know it's not the right one. <laughs> We're putting it out there. It's, it's, it's incredibly exhausting uh, to, to sit down and, and actually understand what he's saying at a technical level in order for me to make it uh, a little more dumbed down and like a simplified version of what he's saying and to keep this man on track to make these points and to make it make sense to the audience that's my job man and that's that's the that's an easy job but it's it's it does take a lot of work and so unfortunately all our resources is going into what you see here and the product that we have and the ability to to do these webinars not much resource in how we're leveraging what we're doing with the right people to spread the word uh, we reached out to Joe Rogan. I mean, why not, right? He's got a website. He probably gets a 10,000 uh, hits a day on, hey, here's an idea for a show. And it's not working, right? You, you tag him into social media stuff. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, it's not easy to explain an earth science revolution, especially to the science community. That is very, very difficult. And what's happening, in my opinion, is much like what happens when a car accident happens on the freeway. And now we're talking a psychology thing. We're talking a human thing. When a car accident happens on the freeway, what does everybody do? We have to look. We have to see what happened, right? The carnage. We have to see into someone else's life what happened to them because we have feeling. We want to feel that, but we don't necessarily want to be in the scenario. So we, we, we can't, we just can't look away. It's, it's just, a, it's a thing. It's a psychology. So that's what's happening with this. We have a ton of people around the world that use, actively use the science to make predictions and to make a living. But it's very unfamiliar. It's like when Tiger Woods started playing golf and his game was so good and you had somebody trying to explain his game to all the rest of the golfers and the golfers are going to try to learn how he plays golf to better their golf. That's kind of the, a similar idea. Um, so you have this psychology of people going, oh my gosh, you know, he's actually saying this and here's the data. Whoa. And when they read the data and when they actually challenge themselves intellectually, they can't stop. They can't stop. They have to have more. And so we have 500, over 500 pages of documentation with referencing and everything in it, plus the webinars from the man who actually designed it, recorded, him thinking about it, and me hitting him with questions and him bouncing those questions off. You're watching this incredible human that has accomplished so much. Take this and make sense of it on the fly. We're recording that, and that's all I could do, man. I exhausted myself completely. Physically, emotionally, I've learned a lot. I'll never regret anything for what we did. The development I've had as an individual on all levels is more than I ever thought was going to happen. And at the end of the day, we have a resource for everyone to use. And it's free, man. It's free. It's up to you to read this, to figure out what it's saying, and to make predictions with it and make a life for yourself using this knowledge. Yeah, and really... Um to your point, you definitely, uh, at the same time, continuing education, finding um, different things to, you know, people are at a point where, you know, they're sitting in, they're binge watching, they're learning new things. Now is the perfect time, the perfect time. If you never thought about looking into this before, now is the time. All right, we're in quarantine, right? We've been here since what, February, March, yep. what, December now, right? What, what, what have you accomplished since quarantine? <laughs> That, that, it, that's a really good question 
because this podcast came through quarantine. Right. And I, I am so thankful that I've decided to, you know, push this podcast forward and not procrastinate. So one of the things that I've learned is like people are picking up on new things. I'm into digital automation now. I wasn't into this before. Uh-huh. Now I was personal training for seven years. Uh-huh. Right. So I, that's what I was doing, you know, and I launched my book during the pandemic. So people are doing different things. People are finding, you know, their different niche, um, different skills because we live in an era where skills create jobs. Right. So if you're skillful, people are going to pay you. Right. right. If, if, if Troy, if you are, Say, you know, you're what, what, what? Say, you know, you're one of the best uh, real estate agents in the game. You're one of the best real estate agents in, in the game. Everyone wants to work with you. No, we're only going to deal with Troy. That's it. They want to deal with you. You're very skillful. You're already crafty. You're talented at what you do. But people are learning new things. People are spreading, um, you know, their knowledge. They're, they're, they're dipping in different lanes or talking to new people. You know, I broke out of ways of being an introvert, finding new ways. And I've recently hacked the code with LinkedIn, which I'll share with you offline because I'm not dishing that yes, out. Thank God. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I got the sauce for you, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy. And that's another thing too. Yeah. You know, everyone's learning new things and you have to, I was surviving off of podcasting. There was a point, Troy, like I can't make this up to, to, paid the bills during this pandemic. There was a time period where podcasting was paying the bills. It first wow. started off with me posting a gig on Fiverr, right? People were paying for interviews because that's what the gig was. Like, hey, I'll feature you on my podcast. I'll interview you, be $100, whatever the case may be. And I'll post you on LinkedIn. I'll make one post and I'll make two posts or whatever the case may be. Yep. I started seeing people do that. Then I started to pay attention to the people who were paying right? And why it was so important to them. Then it made me realize, I'm like, wait, hold on. You know, I took a step back. I'm like, wait, this, this, this is important, right? Uh, you know, having a platform is extremely important. What you do, Troy, is extremely important. Um, what people are doing is extremely important. So when I see people that are passionate and, and they, they have a message, they have a brand, they have a business, they want to share that, especially on a podcast platform, there's, there's a little bit more something there, right? So I've been connecting with a lot of nonprofit organizations more than ever. Um, so I have this direct link, and I'm actually going to share this with you now. If you look at this, yeah. this is, um, if you look at the Zoom chat, here's a direct link. This is a nonprofit organization link for direct funding. Um, so when you click that link, you would see like there's hundreds of thousands of different nonprofit organizations posted up mm-hmm. and you could get direct funding to your organization, upload all your information and get instant, instant fund, instant access. People could read up on your organization. Um, and wow. you could list it up. Yeah. I just shared that with one of my clients yesterday. She like, she had no idea about it, but yo, it's an, it's incredible. And this is the stuff. Troy, this is why I'm sharing this with you. This is what, you know, you get when you connect with new people, new people, new experiences, new resources, new information, and everyone has something to teach. And one of the things that I've learned from you in this short period of time is your passion matters. And I could tell that you're extremely passionate about what you do and that, uh, forgive me if I ramble, that near-death life experience for you kind of created that paradigm shift where you seen a higher purpose within yourself that what you're doing now is going to last longer than you, 
right? This is going to be here. What you're cementing now is going to be long. It's going to be here. And you're going to be long gone, you know, hundreds of years. But what you're building now and why you're experiencing the turbulence and, 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 and the pain and the pressure now is because this is going to last longer than you. And it's a legacy that you're cementing. So yeah, there's going to be some turbulence, but you're also going to meet some other people that's going to equip you with more things to go back into the battle and go... <laughs> you know, and, and, and just really get the job done. So, so it's great in that regard. So, you know, I tip my hat to you because, you know, it, I get it, man. It's, it, it's hard. It, it's hard. You know, creating a business is hard. Building a brand is hard. You know, it's challenging and it's, it's really challenging if you try to do it by yourself. Yeah, and man. one of the things that podcasting taught me is people matter, you know, people matter and you can learn from everyone. I would be a fool if I said I didn't. You, you, there's some people, Troy, that will teach you what not to do. <laughs> and you're going to meet people like that. You're, And it's important to have those kind of people because that's a firm reminder of what not to do. <laughs> and when you see that, it's like, wow. And it just and it just really just goes off. So I want to ask you this because it's what? December, what? Uh, today's what? December 11th. Um, mm -hmm what's next going into 2021? You know, 2020 has been a year that caught everyone off of guard. And if you're not finding ways to in stay innovative and elevate what you do, unfortunately, you will sink and you will drown. And it's happening a lot faster. Uh, so what what can we look forward to from you going into next year? Man, um, I, I really appreciate you allowing me to just to speak about this. You know, I do this on the phone with, you know, mentors or people that are, you know, close to this story and helping to kind of develop what this is and, and, and limit the mistakes. And at the end of the day, there is no real way to get through a global pandemic when all, you know, your P&L was relied on, on uh, you know, conventions and people getting together and, and having that community together. That's not a thing. That's a, that's a challenge, man. And, and, and then the oil and gas industry and all those contexts are completely reshuffled with the crash in oil price. Uh, people are, are just, you know, they're, they're going back to the fundamentals. They're going to living, man. It's not, they, they love what this is. They like the enthusiasm, but it's not helping them, you know, right now, right? And and that's what they need, and that's where the focus is, and rightfully so. So, at the time, I say this now in December is it felt like the whole world was was coming at me or uh, away, and and it was just this kind of a, a chaos unfolding. And at the same time, I felt personally and as a business, it's becoming more clear what what value or what I'm doing as a person and as a businessman. So. To take that to the end is PBE Podcast is a pod an entertainment podcast business that brings on professionals to talk about the oil and gas industry and, and what's affecting the industry that's making positive impact today. It's not about the future so much. It's about today. What can we do now to change the bottom line, move the bottom line for oil and gas, mining industry, anything energy really? Uh, how can we make an impact? How can we bring on the people to make this impact? Now, what's unique about what the PBE podcast is, is my perspective for the geology. My perspective from the geology is totally different and unfamiliar from all these people that come on the show. 
So when we get to engage, all of a sudden, a new perspective mixed with somebody with 30 years experience, it starts this this kind of like an epiphany thing starts happening on the show. And you get like chills and you're like, wow, I think we're really talking about something here. And, and it's being captured on film. So it's the, the message that's being told through me that's Magma Kim Research Institute, this technical study about the earth revol the revolution in earth science that's happening. But it's in context of something very real and something that is of obviously a, a very big and important thing around the world. Energy, hydrocarbon energy, efficient energy for us to keep doing what we do, to have our lights and electronics 24-7. We got to have it. It's never going to change. So that industry is fixed. It's here and we're getting better. We get cleaner. We get more efficient. And that's what the PBE podcast is doing through new ideas that people are. It's very unfamiliar to everybody that listens. Those ideas are enlightening new things and creating new discoveries and making new ideas. So this show is always changing and always providing something that is real and that's like, wait a minute, if that's true, then we can combine this technology and make something, you know, more efficient. Wait a minute, what? You know, this is real. This is actually happening. That's what we're focusing on 2021, man. We're making an impact in this industry and it's moving the bottom line for these operators. It's moving the bottom line for everybody involved in that industry. And we're excited to deliver that message. I'm excited for you because, you know, as you know, I'm listening to you, you know, you, you, you mentioned this a little like earlier, you said it, you know, you mentioned like a little Netflix, something like that. And I was thinking like, damn, man, like, yo, this would be, you guys go film. I think the film route turned that webinar into a freaking film documentary. Get a nice little Canon camera, start recording stuff right now. Bro, going and what I've noticed, and, and this is real talk, and I I've learned this with uh, Michael Jordan's Last Dance. I've done this, but a couple of years ago, uh, I think 2017, start documenting stuff now, and then you have that vault of 10 years of just content. Boom! Troy just dropped the documentary in 10 years. 2030, drop the documentary. Start recording right now. Drop yeah. the documentary in 10 years because yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy to 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 have those year recaps that you could do in 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 that segment. Then you could just pitch that to Netflix or whatever and like yeah. oh Netflix that yo that's actually a dope idea. I should have said that offline. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm. You know, it's crazy because that's what's going on right now. That's what's that's what's happening. People are learning because of documentaries. If you go on Netflix, there's so many different categories. I would sit there and watch that. People, people sit and watch. You'll be surprised. Number one, I watch a lot of Master Chef. A <laughs> lot of Master Chef. Yo, Master Chef is my shit. Master Chef with Gordon Ramsay. That's my shit. Like I, I, a lot of Master Chef. A lot of the Amazing Race. I love okay. food and I love to travel the world. So those are the things that I like. I really, really enjoy those things. I love to see different food kick cooked in different, different styles in different countries. And um, everyone's different, right? There are some people that love science, that live, that breathe for this. There are some people that yeah. breathe for podcasting. They love and they thirst, they die for a good podcast episode. Like this podcast episode, in a nutshell, like I was getting, um, you know, I definitely go by energy. So I was definitely getting this spark of energy prior, you know, getting ready for this episode. And this is something I never, I, I don't say I never do. And I don't want to feel bad for the other people that I've interviewed. I've interviewed a lot of people, but like for this episode, you know, I wrote out so much different questions. I mean, okay, I'm asking this, you know, I, I made sure I downloaded, you know, this, that, and the third, and I sent you what I needed to send you. Uh, but yeah, you know, this is, 
you know, as this is important to you, it's, you know, it's important to me. I created this podcast platform to help everyone who has a brand and a business and organization to, of course, spread that message and spread that, uh, share that inspiration. So it's very inspiring, but we do live in an era where, you know, of course, community matters, content matters, uh, mm-hmm. social media delivery and telling that business story and sharing your story through film or through audio and podcasting, as you know, it's 50% video, it's 50% audio. Right. So, for them to see you, of course, is great. For them to hear your message is even better. Um, so when you put all of that together in a documentary, I think that's going to be that's going to be really incredible. So I, I'm I'm really excited for you, and I, I'm excited to share some of the stuff that I have for you offline because I have uh, access to. Uh, what I stumbled upon. It's funny because this is how I found you on LinkedIn, by the way. So I have um, a a strategy that I use on LinkedIn, which like more so keyword search demand. So anyone in my specific niche, say if I'm looking to connect with coaches, consultants, podcast hosts, I can find them like that. So as I found you, I found hundreds of other people who have that same background, that same niche, right? And I contacted them. So I'll share something with you offline on how you could get that direct access to universities and schools if you want to talk to them and to like hosting, like maybe something virtual or whatever, if you want, Um, or maybe getting into the schools and like showing them a little bit more about what you do. Um, I I think to have more opportunities like that's great. I could, um, because I do a lot of digital automation marketing now. So this is why I have to mention it on the podcast. It's a great resource for me. Um, I do a lot of digital automation. So with the keyword, I was never into any of this before the pandemic. Which is, so it's still new to me because when I grew up, I went from insecure to influencer. So <laughs> I had to really, you know, own the position. But um, yes, so I have some stuff for you to look at. So it's a lot of SEO keyword demand stuff for LinkedIn. That's going to be very, very resourceful for what you what what you want to do, and how you want to do things, and direct access to decision makers in universities and schools, yeah. or maybe corporations, or maybe nonprofits. But definitely check off. Bring those, up, uh, yeah, you bring up a a good uh, an interesting thing that's developing. So there's a company called Ripen. And they team, they find universities that want to that donate their students time to some project, and uh, I created one that's about ESG, environmental, social, and governance. Is this entity that's floating around making sure that the oil and gas industry, the mining industry, whatever natural resource industry is doing things you know most efficient, and it's lowering the carbon footprint. You're you know you're good on the environment. It's good for the people, and then the government can maybe regulate it. And, and have some some say in all this stuff. And so it's a fascinating subject. It's really where all the money is right now in the industry. That's that's near fact at this point. Everyone's waiting for the operators to say, hey, we're drastically decreasing our carbon footprint, still making a lot of money, but we need some more money. And ESG's going, hey, that's cool. You're decreasing your carbon footprint. That's great. Here's some money to keep going. So it's a, it's a fascinating subject. But who's designing these things, especially when there's an earth science revolution going on? Who's designing this stuff? So I got real interested and I built this program through this company called Ripen. And dude, I got this, this uh, University of Guelph out of uh, Ontario, Canada. This guy had all kinds of ideas. This professor, he's, he's teaming. He's teaming 
bringing students together to attack this idea that through an earth science revolution and the perspective that there's a whole new way to think about the carbon cycle, for example, uh, there's a whole new way of thinking about oil and gas production and how we do what we do as people with natural resources and how we get to them. If you have a new perspective, what is that going to do on ESG? And he's fascinated with it. He's like, he's all into it. He, I mean, it, and that's what a great resource, man. I'm going to have teams of, of graduate I think they're undergraduates. So teams of undergraduate business students focused on market research that are going to each tackle something individually, oil and gas, mining, geothermal, renewable energy, water resources, right? All these different things, climate geology, all these teams are going to be de doing that. They're going to report to us. We're going to help them with the ideas and how this, the earth science revolution, the new model of understanding this planet, how they can use it in their in their work. Uh, it's, it's fascinating, man. I mean, what an incredible resource. And it goes back to your comment about how are you spreading that? How are you getting students involved and the next generation excited about the natural earth, earth process, the natural earth resources, because we need them. Well, yeah, you know, we're, we're only blessed to bless others, right? So uh, to, to be impactful, to be resourceful, but also to create what we do is we create, you hear my little one, my, you know, I just became a dad last year. What? So, you know, yeah. You know, I got a little girl and you know, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. I mean, we all know how it happens, but <laughs> I was a full-time personal trainer, you know, working at, you know, a fitness corporation, you know, I told my manager, I'm like, look, you know, I got a little one now. I need to go down to part-time. They said, we hired you as full-time. So I had no choice. I had to go back to the streets of Times Square and sell comedy tickets. That's how I was getting by, but I was doing that off and on for seven years. That's what a gift for gab you know, gave birth. Right. So I, by the way, Troy, all of this is documented. All I have all of this stuff documented. I have footage of me. And this is why I recommend, you know, uh, look like, you know, starting a documentary project, because when you do, it's going to be worth, it's going to be worth something. It's definitely going to be worth something. But people are going to tune in to find that people are really interested in Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan didn't play basketball in freaking years. Right. But we get it. He was an icon. He was legend, but they have documentary footage that was never before seen. If they had, um, what's this guy's name that he died of a stingray? Um, oh, uh, animals. Yes. Yeah. Steve Darwin. Yes. Say if he had, um, a, a unseen documentary that no one ever seen that comes out in say 20, 30 years. So many people would tune into that, but never yeah. before seen footage sure. educational. Right. Um, and, and you, you want to make that, you know, memorable, but back to my point, you know, this time last year, I was at a complete different point, dark point, hit rock bottom, had 11 cents to my name. Um, you know, life was just fucked up, man. What can I say? You know, I, you know, I, I took some losses, but they weren't losses because I was reckless. They were losses because they were bad entrepreneurship decisions because I didn't have the right resources, the right network to, you know, tell me the little things in my ear. Hey, why don't you try this? And sometimes all you need to hear is that one person to say, Hey, why don't you try this? And that yeah. could save you two years of going in debt, going broke, losing wow. your mind, being depressed. So I seen the value of going to a networking event. And I went to a networking event around this time last year. And I met that one person that kind of opened a brand new door. And what I've learned from meeting that one person was I've learned that the value of networking is crucial. I spend more time networking than I do anything else. 
Mm. Um, content creating, podcasting, podcasting counts as networking. So this okay. is still a value of my time. So this is still networking for me, right? I'm still, you know, learning more about you and I'm writing down things because if I were to do this, and this is another thing that I've had with my podcast, if I want to go speak at Penn State and I want to bring the St. Clair Speaks Show podcast, I could bring a guest too. We could go speak in front of a live audience and we could teach them a lot more about science and I could, we could do this interview in front of audience. So that's another thing that I'm offering now too, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, to the point I've seen the value of networking. And, and, and it's all about, you know, creating community and, and we're supposed to pick each other up, especially right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've asked questions and I to to answers that people know. Then I also realize people aren't obligated to help me. But at the same time, I'm not going to withhold any information from anyone, especially anyone that comes on this podcast. I consider you a guest, a friend, a, a affiliate and a strong referral or a very strong referral. So I know to make those right recommendations, you're always going to catch an assist from me. I could promise you that. <laughs> I'm always going to tell someone to check you out and, and to look into the stuff that you're doing. That's why I'm asking, you know, all these questions. So definitely forgive me if I ramble, but I definitely kind of want to end off with, um, uh, you know, where can, where can people find you and how can people learn more about what you do and, 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 and go from there? Yeah, so it's um it's it's kind of brings it all full circle and it it also inspires me to to get some things done that have been sitting on the shelf for a while as as we've been dealing with this pandemic and the the change and the stresses of business and and focusing on okay, where's the next paycheck going to come from or how do we, we we navigate and metabolize what this is into creating a new style of business and you know, really hyper focused on all that. I do we have probably nearly 10 i'm not kidding 7 to 10 terabytes of footage of video content and audio content of me kind of really discovering myself the 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 research institute the ideas of all this how i'm so are able to understand the process and and go toe to toe with technical people now in the industry that really was developed over a year of me beating my head against the wall and we got footage of it and then i also you know i don't i, I switched as a geoscientist in oil and gas industry to geoscientist helping out mining industry uh finding copper porphyry projects gold molybdenum all these different metals that i'm learning about i was out staking claims learned the hard way on you know phys- the physical uh, ability you need to stake claims how it works you know how do you do that like how could you uh go out stake a claim and say to the state and to the government if there's a natural resource under these under this 600 acres or whatever it is 20 acre claims uh 20 acre claim it's mine i get to do what i want with it like that's crazy to think about like wait a minute that's that's all you gotta you gotta literally stake wood into the ground in a in a big rectangle put some paperwork out there go to this courthouse and say hey i went out there and i, I think there's some resource here nobody owns it the federal government may own it well the state may not may own it but no person owns it i want the resource i want these resources i'm gonna pay for that that's incredible so now there's all this opportunity as an individual to know that that exists, to know how to go out there and find that stuff technically that hasn't been found yet. Super exciting. Uh, so where can you find the information, man? I'm taking all this data and all these ideas and all this footage. It's all sitting in, on, on a server. 
and it needs to be edited. It needs to, there's a lot of time that goes into this that, uh, as you know, but I think what I probably would say is, is for sure the website's completely free. Register. You'll get our emails for, through you know MailChimp or whatever. It's say, hey, here's, here's the webinar that's coming up or here's the new event or what we're doing for 2021. It's how to stay connected. LinkedIn, social media through YouTube uh, and, and Facebook, Instagram, a little bit of a presence there. And then uh, Patreon, man. Patreon is where I'm doing a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So it's not what you can find on YouTube. It's not... You know, it's more about maybe a little bit deeper into the philosophy of Stan, the guy who made this, the philosophy of me, philosophy of Monty. It's more about the individuals. It's more about this, the the creative side of it all. Uh, that's what you can find on Patreon, which I think would be very engaging. It's all for the nonprofit. So every dollar we get, we spend three on the nonprofit with new de- new information to get out. And, you know, we, we try to make that at least twofold back to the community with every dollar we get. And, uh, and that's it, man. 2021 is, we're going to focus all about Arizona geology. It's going to be fascinating. There's gonna be field trips. It's going to be different than what we did this year. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yo, that that's kind of cool, man. You know, it, it's kind of cool. Cause I, you know, recapping, you know, towards the end and I'm like, yo, I already have ideas and stuff that we could definitely collaborate with in the near future. You know, I what I have so many ideas. You know, for <laughs> let's go to a school, right? You know, set up a little pop up shop, kind of a thing, and and, and talk to kids and make it educational. Oh, uh, so 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 much, just so much stuff that you could do. It, it's so many different ways. I would only, I would, I would definitely suggest, and this is something that has given me peace recently, and it's and it's hard to do, and you cannot spread yourself thin. You can't do everything. I tried to do. I man, Troy, let me tell you something, man. I for this podcast, and this is probably the last month uh, I've I, I'm, I've done it. You know, I'm the host. I am the content editor. I am everything, like everything. You know, I you know I find a guest, I interview the guest, of course, and edit my videos. I post the content. I do the marketing. I, I have interviews with myself, right? So. Yeah, I, I've recently learned. You know, the bigger the dream, the bigger the idea, the bigger the team. Mm. The bigger the team, you, you you have to expand out your team for what you want to do. You have to expand out your team. You have to expand out your resources. Yeah. Definitely check out those. Um, what I sent you is, I think is gonna be very beneficial for what you want to do. Um, yeah, I, right all of the content that you have, I would say, hell yeah, man, throw more content on top of that, and um, and 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 getting it to the right people. Uh, what I recently learned. Um, and this is what I've learned on LinkedIn. It's not even about putting out content on LinkedIn. It's about the right people seeing my content on LinkedIn, right? So if I would, if I could start all over, I would. And I swear I would because I know the right people I'll add into my LinkedIn and the people I want to connect with, the people that I want to see my specific content. So there's so much different things that uh, you could do, and I'm I am excited to uh, help you in any way possible. If I can in the near future, if there's anything I could do, definitely uh, reach out. If Again, if I can't help you, I'm pretty sure I know someone who can. And to make that right referral, to make that right connection or someone that you could help, which I'm sure, um, you know, talking to people in, in multiple different industries is very yeah. resourceful. But if you go nonprofit organization to another nonprofit organization, I think that's going to be a really good connection. But what I just sent you with those other nonprofits, man. That's dope because again, I'm hosting, I'm doing a special podcast, one for with my client tomorrow. That one's more so mental health awareness. 
talking about that. So I like to find different ways to um, definitely help, you know, the people that, you know, that give me their time because you can't, at the end of the day, if you would have paid me for this, you would have made that money back. Right. You can't get that time that you already spent with your hobby, St. Clair. It's, it's done. That's it. I got your time. I got it. That's it. Right. So for me, you know, it means a lot. You know, it definitely means a lot. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm out of probably some of my best questions yet for my <laughs> podcast episode. So, um, Troy, if you can give us some give if you if you can definitely give us some closing thoughts, some takeaways that you want. Um, cause again, after you say it, it's going to be cemented forever. So give, you know, my audience, some closing thoughts, some key takeaways that they want, that, they, that you want them to know a little bit more about you, um, your path, your, you, you know, your passion, your dreams, and, and why this episode was so important and why looking into what you do a little past of the, the, the line is important to everyday life. Man, uh, I definitely appreciate the opportunity, man. The questions you have and this interaction between us, it, uh, it's drawn out different things about how this has gone and me thinking about reflecting different ways. And uh, that was incredibly valuable. It was incredibly valuable for my time to sit with you and, and talk about this stuff. So I just appreciate what you've built here. And I, I believe in what you're doing, no question about it. You, you are the personality that can pull this off. And I'm rooting for you, no question about it, man. Uh, and we, we will, we'll, we'll integrate, we'll, we'll come together on some projects, we'll do whatever it takes to get through 2021 and start growing. Um, at the end of the day, man, I, I, I struggle with the idea of, you know, how has this story not been told? Why did I get the opportunity to lead this charge and raise the awareness of something so unique and so special and so powerful? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is I learned that we have structure that we must obey. It's the physical world. You don't get to control that. You don't get to control time. You don't get to control how your relationships develop. At a, to a sense, you can't, you know, piss somebody out. The guy's going to be pissed off forever. You know, it's, you, you fuck that up. But the reality of there's a physical world. There's a there's there's a constraint to our thoughts. There's a constraint to how we think about a problem that I have a passionate about, and I'm going to argue it with you to make something of value, something right that seems to be wrong or seems to be confusing. So for me, the Research Institute and what I'm doing, the message that is out there and, and how I live my life and how I hope is the reflection of how I'm, I'm living my life is that with structure and with, with us as individuals and just at the human level, if you, if you respect the structure that is given to us and that is here, the physical world, understand that structure, get grounded in it, understand what it is, understand how you make predictions based on that structure. And I think the arguments that are just taking over our lives and taking over politics and taking over friendships that just are not making things better are going to go away. Our ability to come together, unite in all languages, unite across all borders, unite at a human level for a sustainable future for our kids and our kids' kids. What we do together today 
is going to make a positive impact and the future will look nothing like the past. Everyone has this idea. Everybody thinks about a perfect world or that is in harmony, but there is no structure to how that is ha that ha how that happens. And and at the end of the day, people say that ah, oh, it's just sinful nature in everybody. It'll never be perfect. Well, that is a spiritual structure without physical structure. So if you are religious to the nth degree and you say that everyone has this sinful nature, well, that is living in a spiritually structured world in a physical world. You need to integrate the physical world into your philosophy. And all of a sudden you can inspire someone who has sinful nature in that subject or in that situation to change, to understand the physical, to understand the spiritual structure, to understand what this is. And then let's unite, let's unite, let's come up with new ideas, let's take this to the next level, let's leave something for our children to enjoy. Uh, that's that's kind of what's what's happening, man. That's where, that's where I'm focusing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's dope man that's dope oh man uh you know again uh thankful 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 for the time for the time spent uh definitely really good really good episode uh you know for just the insight of what what you did with what you found within yourself i i think that's a very special thing and i i one of the things that i wish for everyone is to is to find that thing that that kind of wakes them up in the morning that that gives them that extra spark and it's rare it's rare that you find it some people find it really young and they don't know how to control it and you lose it sometimes it doesn't come back and then sometimes you you think you have it and what you think was it wasn't it at all and there's something completely different and there's accepting that and there's letting go of what you thought was meant for you wasn't right personal training uh man you know these physical injuries i just couldn't do it and wow. i've had those one ifs those what ifs if i would have stuck with bodybuilding right what if i could have been the next big right but um yeah just what ifs but man, you know i got, a, I, question. I, I got yeah. a question for you if you don't mind yeah you know, you talk about the uh, the physical training and and you know doing that as a living. That that is in interesting to me because I'm kind of on the other side of the spectrum and I don't know what my hangup is. And maybe you can help me here with the idea of you know if I have intellectual discipline to a level that I am now the CEO and I'm exhausting myself to understand the physical world, to help explain it and inspire people that don't quite un understand it, don't have the technical background. That's what I do at an intellectual level. And I, and I, I have this limit and I just keep pounding that limit. But for some reason, my physical ability and to keep in shape and to keep the, 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 the importance of what I eat is what I, how I feel and to be clean and to, to work out. I, I, I get it, but for some reason, I, I can't get to the level I have on the intellectual side. What's holding me back or what, what do you think my philosophy, where my, my, where's my challenge here to understand that I got to get that 30 minutes in a day and it's, it's as important as anything else I do in my life. What, what am I missing here? Well, you know, I I think, and it's funny because I it made me recap on a piece of content that I recorded in the beginning of the pandemic, and I was saying, you know, be gentle with yourself, right? This level requires a lot more from you. You're a lot, you're more sensitive more now than ever. So a lot of things within us are is, is heightened. So there's a lot more stressful eating that's happening. There's a lot of you know what ifs or what if this happens, um, stress factors in, which causes you to maybe not eat 
or eat too much or eat the wrong things or forget to eat. And there's always, okay, work, 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 work. And there's push the workouts to the side, which happens, you know, you know, things get busy, you get busy, you're going to get busy. And, you know, nutrition is 80%, but no matter how good you eat, there still has to be the balance of uh, consistent sleep, consistent, you know, training routine, consistent eating, and making sure that you're consuming the right amount of water per day. So all of these things factor in for one to stay balanced on top of the game. I granted have not walked into the gym in 11 months. This is probably the smallest that I've been in a very long time. You know, if you look at, if you, if you probably haven't seen them because I don't post all my photos on LinkedIn, definitely. But when I was in the bodybuilding, yo, I ain't gonna lie to you. I was a nasty motherfucker. Like straight <laughs> up, like real shit. Like a, like a, like a, Nasty, like squat 325, deadlift 425, bench 275. But I was one of those like really, really, really built guy. But at the same time, internally, I was just really unhealthy. Like things just started blowing up with my shoulder when you started eating an excessive amount of red meat. Bodybuilding, you're doing all this meal prepping. You're eating more food than your body needs to. You're consuming a lot of food a lot of food, then top of that vitamins, then there's creatine, then there's branched chain amino acid, which was completely fine. But I recently switched gears into actually eating less meat. I've been eating a lot more greens. I feel a lot healthier. My wow. memory sharp, the way I'm talking to people is better. But also I lost a lot of weight in my face. Prior to the pandemic, I was like 160. I'm 140 now, man. Wow. Lost 20 pounds. But over here, I have a pull-up bar. So like, I'm constantly doing like, you know, my calisthenics. I do my cardio. But for what? I was a personal trainer for seven years, but I was training for 13, 14 years prior for me, you know, in the process, right? So I have that background on, in my own fitness journey. So I was accustomed to doing hypertrophy training, all that high volume, bodybuilding style, powerlifting style. But after a while, longevity started to take a toll. Right. Mm-hmm. So what happened is, of course, the body breaks down your my body's it, it, this is like, yo, bro, what are you doing? You haven't benched in months. You haven't squatted in months. So I'm starting to feel, you know, what happens when you don't move? The body gets weak. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you're at the desk all day. You're working all day. I am more passionate about this than I am training. So what's going to make me spend three hours in a gym? It's hard to go to the gym now. There's COVID. So right. that's another thing. So finding passion to, to, to move your body and understanding that health is you know, clearly health is wealth. If you're not healthy up here, there's no way you're going to be successful in life. That's number one. Number yep. two, you, 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 you ha- your mind has to be right for your body physically to move because the mind tells the body what to do at the end of the day. Straight up. At, at the end of the day, the mind tells the body what to do. And it comes down to willpower to answer your question. Willpower. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are stress eating. Um, you know, what I used to tell my personal training clients, if you know it's not healthy for you, don't bring it into the house. Yeah. I can't have Oreos in the house. I love Oreos, right? Sunday comes on, there's football, there's a lot going on. I'm a big sports guy. I'm a huge sports guy. So there, there's some give and take. Right. I, I know. Hey, you know, Giants are playing. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. Right. Hey, hey, Kyler Murray getting there, too. You know, Arizona. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's about give and take. It's finding balance. 
if you're going to pig out and you're going to have something on Sunday that you know it's not the best choice, you know, out, 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 you know, push, push forward on Monday, outwork what you just put into your body, right? You got to challenge yourself. Don't reward yourself with unhealthy food, then mm-hmm. expect yourself to feel good afterward. You eat Chinese food, you're not going to feel great afterwards, right. right? So once I started to pay attention to eating greens, eating salads, like I'm drinking, this is uh, something with one of my partners uh, over at Liquid IV, uh, you know, just staying hydrated, putting the right things into my body, because I don't like getting on podcast interviews if I don't, if I'm not hydrated, if I don't right. have my beverages, right. If I don't eat before. So yeah, yeah it, it comes into play because you have to remember what you put into your body. It's going to show on film. You know, we do, if we do podcasting, we're recording content, we're talking to people, it's on your energy. This yep. interview would have been completely different if I didn't eat food prior to this, if I didn't <laughs> drink, I seriously, you seriously, you would have probably yelled, this guy, Yahavi's a weirdo. What the <laughs> f- man? <laughs> you know what I mean? This guy's a weirdo. But uh, yeah, oh, it, it, once I started paying attention to that, Troy, and having the fitness background, all of that makes so much sense because I started to feel better based on the things I started to put into my body. So I'm not trying to be funny, but you put a burger in your body, you're going to feel like a burger, put a salad in your body. You're going to feel like a salad. (laughs) Right on, man. Well, dude, I, I appreciate the motivation, man, the inspiration that you are and that you put out on, on, and all this work you're putting in and and what you see in a 30 second clip from you. I know it takes way, way longer than 30 seconds to get. Yo, you, yo, it's, it's funny. Yo. And yo, you know what? Big shout outs to you, man, because you, you actually like my content. You know, you actually sit and watch. I can tell when someone actually likes my content and watches it. And um, yeah, you know, credit to you for me on LinkedIn. It's not about the likes. It's not about the views. I I promised something to myself because I released my book back in June. I made a vow to myself that I was going to stay in front of people as long as possible because I didn't want to just release the book and the book be the big thing. And it totally and it really wasn't. I thought my book was going to be my big thing and turned out to be my podcast. And my podcast showed me the value of content. Um, again, since it's audio, it is video but it also is community as well. So it does give me a different gateway. So when I post like a little snippet of this uh, podcast on LinkedIn, it's going to be great for the algorithm, right? Your following is going to see it. My following is going to see it. Second to third degree connections are going to see it. So, so many people get connected and you are officially in my St. Clair Speak Show network of like uh, uh, affiliates and referrals for the the right people to you know reach out and connect with because you're not the first nonprofit organization I, you know I've I've sat and, and connected with and you're definitely not going to be the last but yeah. it's great to find people that and I'm pretty sure and I could I could promise you this and with the links that I sent you before you're going to find so much more people like that that are on the same path of alignment like you so um yeah um so pretty much, I mean, that wraps up another incredible episode of the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. I'm going to pretty much close it out on that note. Guys, you could find this episode in all episodes of the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. Stream it on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Republic, Breaker, Stitcher. And of course, you could watch this full video available on YouTube. Like I always say, guys, it's that time. I'll see you in the next one.